I'm Cindy Boxer, and you are listening to the Fiber Artist Podcast, where we chat with artists, makers, and creatives who work with fiber, get to know their stories, how they came upon their fiber practice, and more about the person behind the work. Hey there, fiber loves. Thanks for joining me today on the Fiber Artist Podcast. You can get 25% off your next order at naromastudio.com using the code PODSQUAD. It doesn't matter if you've been a longtime customer or if this is your first order, get 25% off anything in the shop. I am expecting a big delivery of super soft cotton this week, along with a very special new line of bamboo rope. I cannot wait to show it to you guys. It's really special. Um, it's got this really beautiful sheen to it, um, and it's a, it's just really cool to work with. It's amazing. Um, and what else? We've got a huge color range of recycled sari silk, cotton frizz ribbons, recycled chiffon, very lush merino wool roving, and art yarns. Head over to Neuroma Studio and use the code PODSQUAD for 25% off. And please don't forget to subscribe to the Fiber Artist Podcast on YouTube and give the videos a like and a comment. If you want to reach out to me and ask a question, or if you'd like to be considered to be a guest on the pod, email me at thefiberartistpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, again, that is... Um, Fiber spelled with an E-R, not the European way. So the Fiber Artist Podcast at gmail.com. This week's episode is with Kasha Cantillo of Kasha's Craft Creation. I loved getting to know this girl. Kasha is a true macrame maven. She creates three-dimensional figures, animals, and nature scenes. I just love her work. She was so sweet. She even graciously allowed me to lecture her about some business marketing type stuff. You know how I get. Um, anyway, this was a great conversation, and I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, you can find Kasha online on Instagram at Kasha's Craft Creation and on Etsy by searching for her shop, Kasha's Craft Creation. Um, okay, well, without further ado, here's Kasha Cantillo. Hope you enjoy this episode. Oh my gosh. So it's um, almost 10 o'clock PM here. So Sorry. If, I, if I get a little loopy, <laughs> it's just... I'll wake you. I'll wake you. Okay. I was like, oh, I didn't say I didn't want to drink caffeine this late because I'm like, uh, then I'll be up all night anyway. Oh, but, um, yeah, I know. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Um, well, thanks for making time, even though, uh, I know it's late for you as well. Uh, where, where are you? Tell, Believe tell it or not. I'm usually, I go to sleep around 12. Oh, so. you do? Yeah. Actually, I kind it's, of assumed you were a night owl. Um, yes. you mentioned you have three kids. Yes. Yes. And how old are they? I have a 10 year old, a four year old and a one year old. 10, 4, 1. Oh my gosh. So you totally have yes. your hands full. Yes. Very full. Yeah. Um, so when do you find time to make all these beautiful creations? I get, that's a good question. I get that question asked a lot. Uh, believe it or not, my kids are really good. Um, the four-year-old and the one-year-old are usually always with me in my little studio, I would say. And they're always creating with me and my 10 year old is kind of like she's always in her own zone she loves to draw and everything so she's always doing something like that or watching tv or something around that nature but okay is she they're, in school? they're really good like do you yes. get a break at least like during the weekdays when she's yes. in school and okay. yes that's good and then the four-year-old is and the one-year-old are home with you all the time yes oh my god I have no idea 
how you've managed. Are the um, so your oldest ones are, you're a a girl? I have all all girls. All girls. Three girls. Oh, well, that yes. explains some of it because I'm a boy mom. Yeah, I've got two boys, and they uh, would never allow no. me. <laughs> no, I mean no. I hate to gender them and whatever. I know that's not PC at all nowadays, but um, yeah, like my sister and I, when we were little, we totally would have just sat and crafted for hours and hours. Yeah, that's my kids. They they love. I would always have like little pom poms and little things in here, and they love to stick and glue and stickers everywhere. So yeah, it, it entertains them and it allows me to get some work done. I would usually have to take long breaks during the day explains why at nighttime is when I can usually work without getting interrupted. So of that's course. why I kind of, I'm a late, I'm a night owl. Yeah. Um, awesome. So tell me like, how did you even get started with this? I, I, I realized, um, I was just like looking at all your, uh, pictures on Instagram and it looks like you're doing primarily macrame. Um, yes. is that correct? Okay. I can only, I can literally only macrame, even though in school I was taught how to crochet, but I do not remember how to crochet. I know how to do the little chain knot, but I can't manage to, I guess, keep the yarn on the needle. I can do it with my hand. Yeah. I cannot do it with a needle. I feel you on that. I yeah. learned, I learned macrame first. Um, and then I learned crochet a couple years later and I found crochet easier than knitting, but I still find macrame to be the most comfortable of all of that. Yes, like, because definitely. I, I can do it while I watch TV. I don't have to, I feel like I don't have to pay as close attention the way that like people who are really good at knitting and crochet, they can do that with that. But, but yeah, it, I'll always miss a stitch or screw up a pattern if I'm doing crochet or knit. Right. Yeah. I literally only know the chain. So whatever I make would just be the chain. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But I was taught how to, how to do it in school. And I completely forgot. And I feel horrible because I see so many beautiful crochet thing and I would love to be able to do that. And I, I can't, I'd suck at it and I've tried. Yeah. I have so much yarn here where I wanted to try, but I can't. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm just the macrame lady. I'll just stick to macrame. Well, I think that's even better because I mean, honestly, the way I'm looking at it now, just market wise, like the, the Amigurumi, um, market, which is like the crochet figurine market is so it's very saturated. I mean, they're all beautiful yes. for sure. Yes. But like you can, kind of see those that you see those things everywhere and you don't see a lot of macrame sculpture um that is true that you're doing um uh, just not as much right now and I think I don't know maybe it's I to me even I think it's harder <laughs> uh to do it's the kind not of stuff you're doing as hard everybody looks at it and they say it's hard and if I'm going to be really honest with you right now I cannot make you know how everybody would make like a tapestry wall hanging? Mm -hmm. I suck at it. Really? Big so time. Yes. Big time. Huh. I've tried and they look horrible. It looks like a five-year-old made them. <laughs> I don't believe it. I'm telling you, they're horrible. I have pictures of like the ones I would never dare to post them, but I have pictures where I tried, like, I was like, everybody makes these really pretty, you know, just a regular tapestry hangings and they, they're beautiful. I can't do it. I, I, I can't. And then everybody's like, how do you get the 3D? The 3D is so easy. Let's see, that's the interesting is, thing about your brain. It is so brain. easy. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. You must have some kind of um, this like spatial orientation thing that 
many of us be, don't. Yeah. Have. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so my, tell me my brain to... does work kind of crazy. Like I, I would see something and weirdly I would start making it in my head. Like mm. I would start kind of like making my pattern around what I see and figuring out, okay, where to turn, what not to go kind of making it. I mean, if, if I was to tell I go to sleep at night and I, sometimes I have, I have macrame dreams. I believe it. <laughs> I, wake up, I wake up in the bar and I'm like, okay, that's what I did in the dreams. Let's, let's get started on that. So maybe I'm just a crazy macrame lady. Maybe this is for everyone. Maybe everyone goes to sleep and wake up with it on their mind maybe I'm just that one person. I'm hoping I'm not just that one crazy person and this is normal, no. but <laughs> I think for all the best makers, we do dream about it as we sleep. <laughs> yes. Or, okay, at least, good. or at least as you're falling asleep, you see little, like you see colors behind your eyes and, um, and little patterns start to take shape. You know, if you do yeah. it, if you're doing it all, all like, you know, many hours a day, I feel like it's a natural, it's a natural thing. Yes, that, that is true. You know, well, so tell me, how did you get started with this? Uh, crazily, I've got started making macrame in 2018. Okay. Um, I, I was a stay-at-home mom. We decided that I would be a stay-at-home mom after my four-year-old was born. Since my 10-year-old was, you know, they're kind of a little older and know how to take care of themselves. But since we were going back into the baby stage, um, we figured, you know, it would have been a lot easier instead of getting a sitter and everything that I would be a stay at home mom. So me being me, I couldn't just not do something. So I started making bat bombs and lotions and all of that craziness. I can make bat bomb soap, lotion, anything, (laughs) but I was on Pinterest and somebody made these macrame lantern it is the simplest. It had little square knots and it was little mason jars in it, little blue mason jars. And when I saw mm-hmm. that, I was like, this is so like, how is this even done? I then went over to YouTube and I just searched up macrame and then all of the videos of the basic macrame knots popped up. And there's this one old guy with this really thick cord showing how to do the basic knots. So I can say he who taught me how to do macrame. Yeah. Yeah, that's where, that's where I kind of like, he's, showed how to do, you know, the square knot, half hitch and everything there. And I just went from there. And afterward, I, I figured out that I sucked at making a regular wall. hanging. So I was like, I mean, there's gotta be something else. And then I ended up making a little box and I was like, this is so much easier than doing the wall hanging. And I guess it just started going from there and it just went to where it, where is that now? And wow, I see things and I'm like, I just, I got to make that. I want to make that. <laughs> that's fascinating. The way that your brain went in that direction. Um, oh, do you remember the first piece that you made? Like the first sculpture, oh, sculptural piece that you made? The first sculpture piece that I made, um, I, I want to say it had to been something oceany, but I don't, I don't exactly remember what it was. I really do think the first thing I did made though was the, um, was a little square because it was, it was, it was like a little square box. Mm-hmm. I want to say that. And then the first actual piece that was something other than a little square would, I think it was a jellyfish. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are beautiful that I, I saw on your Instagram. Thank you. Yeah, so I noticed you do lean toward, um, uh, toward a lot of marine life. Yes. Uh, does that have a special significance for you or do you just, Oh, it definitely does. I was born and raised on a tropical Island called Rotan. 
it's on the coast of Honduras and, um, it is, it is beautiful and it's all about the ocean. So, I I haven't visited in uh, almost three years now because of all the COVID and everything that's going on. So it's like, I miss it so, so, so much. And I just can't wait to actually visit, but most of it has a lot to do with that. Cause I was, I was born and raised over there. Like every, every day it was like, okay, what swimsuit am I going to wear? Or are we going to the beach? You know, you know, my friends. Yes. The the ocean life. The beach life. Yes. Yes. The beach life is mm-hmm. the best. Now I'm like, Oh, I miss it so much, but it's, it's crazy right now. It's like you visit and they're still like getting hit really bad by it. So even if you go, there's almost nothing to do. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I, I may as well just wait for it to, I guess, cool off a little bit. Hopefully it gets better, but I kind of feel like this COVID thing is never going away. But. Right. Also, we're, are you, you're speaking about COVID being bad down there. Yes. Or, okay. I wasn't sure if, um, like weather wise, if there were hurricanes, cause I know I want to talk to you no, also because you're, you're in Louisiana. Get hurricanes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, well, what ended up bringing you to Louisiana? Did you move right to, to where you are now or did you sort of travel around? No, I moved to where I'm at now. My dad was actually from Louisiana. So, um, mm-hmm. my mom is from Roatan and then my dad's from Louisiana. So I have dual citizenship. Oh, nice. I was born and raised over there and I came here mostly for college. Okay. And, um, adjusting to the American life is, it's, it's, it's very difficult. It's very difficult coming from where my only worries was what color swimsuit I was going to wear to, Oh, this is a lot of responsibility. What are taxes? Right. <laughs> yeah. There's no such thing as taxes where I came from. Everything is just, you go buy it and you're good to go here. No, you get taxed on the paycheck and then you go uh, buy grocery and then they tax you on the grocery. I was like, this is kind of difficult. Huh? No, it's the worst. <laughs> and even like yes. starting a business and all that stuff. I'm still oh, trying to navigate the tax stuff like uh, me and you guy, but it's like even now like uh last week i just got notified that i now have to charge sales tax in five different states and now i have to file all these other people i'm just like oh god it's, it's a lot they it make is a it lot. so hard to be a small business owner and do things yes. correctly because it's just like it's so hard to do. I don't know. Like how, every every I feel like every other day I'm like, oh, am I going to get audited? Because I just don't know if I'm doing it right. Correctly, and then you you're know? like, I always try. I'm always calling them, and I know these people are like, why is she always calling me? I just want to make sure I'm doing this right yeah. because I do not I, I do not want to get in trouble with I the know. world. You know, <laughs> I know. I, I feel it so much. Like I feel so much pressure with that part of it. And it's like, it's just the worst part, the, all the administrative stuff. And, um, yes. yeah. So very, very different from Honduras. I bet. Um, yes. Very, very different. Yeah. Wait, very so how, different. How old were you when you moved here? I was, um, every time somebody asks me, I'm, I suck at this. I almost never remember my age. I stopped celebrating a few years ago. So I kind of stayed at one age. Yeah. I know the feeling. <laughs> I moved here when I was 23. Okay. Yeah. When I was 23, 23, 24. And I've been here ever since I am 32. I think I, I'm 32. <laughs> That's so funny. So I know some people stop counting after 30. I stopped. Counting uh, after yeah, 40. I just stopped. I'm after like, yeah, 40, this... I was like, it all blends together. It really does. I'm just yeah, going to be 29 this... forever. Thank you very much. Yes. yes <laughs> I'm going to be 24 forever. I'm just going to stay there. And I hope that my body decides to stay there too. <laughs> yeah. 
totally. Um, so are you, your parents are here in the States? My mom, uh, still lives in Honduras. Oh, okay. Uh, she visits, she visits like twice a year around there. My dad passed away. Um, he, he was in the army and he fell and he hit his head. He was out of the army then and he started experiencing PTSD and he kind of drank himself to oh, death, no. unfortunately. Oh no, I'm yeah. so sorry. That is it's okay. Yes. Yes. He, it was, that was the worst ever. Um, when I would visit him, he would jump on the floor and start rolling around and telling me, get down, like they're coming and stuff like that. And it was, oh, it was so heartbreaking. Uh, I know he's in a better place now, but it was horrible. It oh, was horrible. That That's just yeah. heartbreaking too. And yeah. Did he have any, um, God, even like assistance from the state or the, that's the thing my dad my dad ended up moving to um to Roatan and then he turned into this all vegan guy Mm -hmm. and vegetarian and he believed that I guess he could kind of cure himself and everything about doctors and everything it's it was crazy. And even when we would take him there and we would, um, they gave us medications for him just to get him to take the medications was, was horrible because he would kind of like go in and out. And I guess with us trying to give it to him, he probably felt like, I don't know, he was being captured or something. Cause he right. would, he would go in and out of these yeah. episodes and it, it was difficult to even give him the medications. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. It was so hard. I cannot imagine. How, how yeah. old were you when this was going on? This happened in 2015. My dad passed. Um, it was probably a few months that he was going through with it. He, he even stopped eating and everything. It was, it was bad. We would go and dump all the liquors out and he would even fill up like water bottles and everything. So we, they try to trick us on what it was. Right. I guess he felt like that, I guess maybe it numbed what was going sure. on. I'm sure. And it yeah. So he, he died of dehydration. He literally was oh drinking. Yeah. I'm no so water. Sorry. It was just, just so, so sad. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and were, were you and your mom both around for that? Or Yeah. It, unfortunately when it happened, I, I visit him. And since I was living here in the U S I came back here and my mom and my sisters, they were kind of taking care of him, but he died when I wasn't there. I was actually here in the U S and he was in Honduras. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That kind of made it a little more difficult not being there. Right. I know more difficult, but hopefully in some sense, you know, I don't know, maybe easier in some yeah. sense too, because you didn't have to, to not kind of, you know, yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, either way, I think he would have been like, I, I would have wished it was another way. You know what I mean? It's exactly it's just one of those I, things. I, and I, you know, no matter how I try to convince myself that there was nothing more I could do, I still kind of felt like I could have done more, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I know. And I think that's, that is very common. And, you know, I actually recently had, um, a friend commit suicide and, you know, she was someone I hadn't been in touch with for a few years. So, um, I wasn't so close to her, but one of my friends was her best friend and she was with her for all of it. Like the whole, like last six months where things started getting really bad. And, you know, I think like mental illness in general, um, 
it's just one of those things at like where, and my friend keeps saying like, you know, she wishes there was more she could have done. She, she had, right. had her admitted to, um, you know, to a hospital and they did all these things. And, and she just keeps saying like, you know, I could have tried this and I could have tried this and I could have talked to her about this and, you know, but there was no way to get her brain out of whatever it was in, you know, exactly. I, I, it's, no matter how hard you try to help them, if they don't want that mm-hmm. to, you can't, you can't give it to them. Yeah. So, yeah. And even sometimes if they want it, they just, the, the brain has gone through what it went through. Right. You know, it's, yeah. So it, it's one of those things you can't control the choices people make. And, exactly. Um, I'm so sorry. You yeah. Do that though. It's just, yeah. And every time I like, um, my four year old asked me the other day because, um, she, she calls her grandfather, which is my husband's dad, Poppy. And she said, she's my, she's smart as can be. She's like, mommy, do you have a Poppy? And I was like, oh my God, that just, yeah. <laughs> it, it kind of killed me. But I was like, no, he's in heaven. He's watching over you and stuff like that. But it's, 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 it still kind of hits home. And then it happened literally on new year. So I'm probably one oh. of the only person that do not celebrate new years. Mm-hmm. Everybody is excited popping fireworks. And it's just, for me, it's just a horrible reminder yeah. of what was and what happened. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not a new year's person. I don't blame you. <laughs> me either. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. I'm so sorry. Um, does, uh, does working on your macrame um, help you at all? Like, did it did it help process things? I mean, I guess it was a few years later that you picked it up. It, it was a few years later, but macrame is. I mean, it helps me with even my crazy day to day life. Macrame yeah. is. I can say macrame is literally therapy for almost anything. Like even if I'm having a bad day and I do macrame, it's kind of like it all goes away because then my mind is mainly focused on what I'm doing and not what's going on around me. So mm-hmm. yes, I, I love to macrame. I literally love to macrame. My doctor told me, he said, you're, you're going to be, I don't know what's going to happen to your finger no, later no. on in life. <laughs> don't let them scare you. It's yeah. fine. I was like, you're don't tell me fine. that. I said, this is exercise. Yeah. Right. A body in motion stays in motion. So fingers in motion will stay in motion. <laughs> yes. And I mean, don't you see, there's all those 80 year old, 80, 85 year old grannies knitting still. Right. So exactly. It, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I always would get, whenever I do, cause I would do, I do about three shows a year. I would always get the grandmas in there. Oh my God, I used to do this in the 80s. I'm like, okay. You're like, not the way I do it. (laughs) I always think that, but I would never say it because it's me. But I'm like, or somebody would walk in and go, oh, my grandmother used to do this in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Really? I know. I okay. get that comment so many times. Like, <laughs> I get that a lot. I mean, my mom do. even said, like, because she did it in the 70s. And she's like, oh, oh she gosh. did? Yeah, she did macrame. And she, um, she weaved and she knits and crochets. But she still, like, she marvels all the time that, like, that it's all still back. And, you know, that I have, like, macrame plant hangers hanging around my house. Because she had one of those giant ones, um you know, like those big cascading layered ones. That my are like grandma actually yes. has one. My yeah, grandma has yeah. one. Yeah. I saw, when I saw my grandma, I said, cause I call her mommy. I said, mommy, where did you get that? She said, that's been hanging there for years. I was like, how did I not notice that? <laughs> I know, that's right? not been hanging there for years. <laughs> 
But I was like, there's no way somebody probably gave this to her. She found it in the attic or something because it is it is beautiful. And I mean, it is giant. I'm like, who did that? And then it got blue beads and everything on it. And then she just has it hanging outside with a little plant in it. And I'm like, you know, you got to take the plant out to water it. She's just watering it. And I was like, you know, you got to take the plant out. No, I've been doing this for years. She said, I was like, what kind of cord is this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course it's probably, um, you know, whatever. It's the jute rope. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, maybe those are, maybe they last longer, but I mean, I'm pretty sure you got to take that plant out to water it. So but no, funny. she's, she's, it, it's still there and she's still watering that plant. So yeah. I <laughs> it's, I, you know, I don't even remember the one that my mom had. I just saw it in a photo, like a couple years ago, my sister sent me this photo of me and her like posing in little, um, ballerina tutu, co- um, costumes. And uh-huh. I was like, wait, what is that next to us? And she goes, you don't remember mom's giant macrame, like hanging planter. And I was like, uh, no, I don't. Like, I didn't remember it at all. Cause I think I was four in that photo. And right. um, yeah, it's so funny, but I guess it must've gotten into me somehow. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It's like when you see it, then you're like, wait, where did you get that? Yeah. And there's no way I didn't notice it. Maybe I did it because Back then, macrame wasn't a thing for me as it is now. So maybe exactly. it's been there hanging for all that time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's so funny. Um, can we talk about your creative process a little bit? Yes. So how do you figure out, does it just like come into your mind what you want to make next? And also, do you plan out how you're going to start it and like what part of the animal you're going to start with? <sighs> That's a good question. And this is a question that I get asked a lot. So um, usually what I would do is crazy as it may sound. Sometimes I'm just sitting and I'm forced to watch TV with my four-year-old, watch her little TV shows and all that. And usually she watched these little shows um, like Optimals and all of that craziness. So there's also always the life in it. So um Sometimes she would come to me and say, mommy, you have to make that. She usually wants me to make it because she wants to play with them. But um, I would see stuff like that and I'd be like, oh, that would be cute to make. Or um, I don't know, I can be out somewhere and I would just randomly see something and I'll be, that would be cute to make. So that's kind of like where the idea would come from. Usually when I'm making huge pieces with multiple things in it, that's kind of like, um, okay, this scenery would look good. Maybe I uh, something from usually all of my sceneries are kind of like oceany type things. So that would be related back to where I'm from, but, um, how I make them, it depends on what I'm making. Usually if I'm making an animal, I always start from the head part. It's a lot easier to, I guess, um, create it coming downwards Mm -hmm. because, um, once you do the head, then I would have to add more cords in and, it's easier to kind of like, um, not make them visible. I guess if you're coming downward instead of going upwards, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So usually I always start to where I would be coming downwards on my work instead of going upwards. Um, there is things that I have made, um, on the opposite didn't turn out too well. It's a lot more difficult because if you're building something from, um, up down, then you can kind of stop and look at it and make sure it's kind of, coming out the way you want it to. But, um, like I said, usually I just, I would see it and then I, my mind would start making a pattern for it. So 
while I don't have pattern books, I do have like on my tablet, the size of everything, like the cord length that I use and the amount of cord that I use and oh, but nice. how I make it is always in my head. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, so keeping, I, I wanted, you're keeping yeah, track I wanted of... to start. Yeah. I, I keep track because, um, I get a lot of, um, requests to kind of remake something if I make something and then I'd be like, I don't remember what size cord okay. I use. And I try to kind of put the length in there because I don't like to waste too much of the cord. Right. <laughs> so once I make it, then I can figure out, okay, maybe I could have gone and uh, I guess 10 inches shorter. So then I kind of put it in there so I can remember for next time when I'm making it. Right. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't really have, I don't really have patterns. Um, they are extremely difficult to make. Yeah. Extremely difficult to make. Well, I noticed, um, I was going to ask you actually, uh, on your Instagram profile, you're very forthright about saying no patterns, no uh, classes, no tutorials. I try to put that on there to avoid the questions. It doesn't work. At all. <laughs> I know. No, I feel like nobody looks at the profiles. <laughs> I, I mean, even like put it idea. on every post too. Yeah. It's on every post. <laughs> it, it doesn't work. I even put on my Instagram, like if somebody want to ask the, uh, a question that they always ask, like, Oh, do I do pattern? I even put on there. No, sorry. I don't do patterns. Um, I've, I've to be honest with you, I've had a horrible experience with the pattern. Um, I wanted to start doing them. So I made this really super simple ant that I was, I made a pattern for it and it took me forever to make it, to get everything in there correct to where it was understandable. And I thought it was super easy because I made it and I put pictures and everything in there. And I actually gave it to my 10 year old for her to recreate just by using the pattern. And she did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if she can do it, anybody can do it. So I've had a few sales of it. And then I had this one lady actually, um, send me a email through my Etsy. She was so upset because her aunt did not look like the aunt that I made. So I, uh, at first I was like, oh, how did you even get on the internet, ma'am? But of course, you know, you have to be nice and all that. So I was like, you know, you're, it's, I can't even make another one and it will look just like that one. That's not how this works. Every piece is going to be unique. So I'm trying to explain this to her. And she was so upset. She would, she actually had bought from me before a bag and she said, I'm going to go leave your horror review. And I was like, you know, okay, just go ahead, go ahead. Just and she left a horrible review, but not on the pattern. She left it on the bag. So I was like, great. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> thank you. And I was like, you know what? It's really not worth the the negative reviews and everything. So I'm just going to actually remove it. And I'm not even going to bother with it because, you know, it's too much work. And you can only sell a pattern for $10. And I can make it myself and sell that item for 10 times the amount yeah. and be the only person that makes it it's and true. I no negative review. So that's why I was like, I'm, I'm not even going to bother. It's not worth it. Oh, I'm so bummed that you've had that experience because yeah. I, as someone, I feel very strongly about people being able to make this, um, a viable business, make their practice a viable business. And patterning is one of those things that really can help. It helps you make money in your sleep. Right. So right. I, That's what I, I said. Just I was say, like, I this is so easy. You just buy, I make it one time. They buy it. They mm-hmm. constantly buy it and buy it. And I was like, this is so easy. And then when she 
sent me that email, I was like, yeah, okay. Um, you know, I'm so sorry. It's like, I couldn't, I couldn't explain to her. Yeah. She wanted it to look exactly like mine. Right. And there's no way. And the pattern, it, this animal wasn't even all the way 3D. His butt was flat and just his head and the little tummy area was right. round. So I was like, right. that's why I started with something that I thought was super simple. And then I was like, I was going to start making, I guess, a little more difficult ones for people that, you know, are progressing and want to go to a different stage and stuff like that. But I was like, yeah, it's not it's not worth it. And then selling on Etsy, it's like you're walking on eggshells all the time. So because of the reviews. Yes. And they can, the customers are always right. Mm-hmm. Always right. So yeah. Uh, yeah. That part of it is very frustrating, but I, yes, I don't know. I hope you will rethink that because um, <laughs> I'm trying to think because you, I feel like you can put disclaimers saying like, uh, you know, if your piece doesn't turn out exactly the way mine did, it is, it just has to do with how much tension you're putting in your knots and how much practice, you know, like because someone right. who's doing this for the first time, it's the same thing as the way I tried to make, um, I tried to make, uh, like a dinosaur crochet thing. And I mean, for God's sake, it was horrible. Okay. It's like, <laughs> I didn't blame the pattern maker, you know? Right. That's I mean, what, it was no, so that's bad what I because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't understand what I was doing, you know? And then the thing is, she did say too, that this was the first time she was trying macrame and I was like, oh, no, you don't start. Why the would first you time? pick exactly. this to be the first time? Why you didn't go on YouTube? Like, every normal first time person go and learn what YouTube has to teach them for free first. Yeah. At least that's what I would think. But she decided cause she followed me on Instagram and I guess she just wanted to go with that. But I was like, yeah, it's, it's not worth it. I'm so sorry. You know, I can't, I can't really help you. Yeah. I would, you know what I would do if I were you is, um, do things that are just slightly harder so that you can call it intermediate. And then people who are beginners wouldn't really try it. And you can charge a little bit more if it's a slightly more complex. Do you know what I mean? And you can say, like, right. this is not, this is not for dead beginners. Like it's, it's, you have to right. have knowledge of basic knowledge of, you know, your square knot and your double half hitch, whatever. Right. Um, and that kind of, right. like, it kind of will give you some leeway with that kind of thing. And I just, so I think that one lady was, the, she was, it's so unfortunate, like, that so early right. on, you, you, you got always that get one of them. They're, exactly. they're, they're everywhere. <laughs> they are. They are. And they're going <laughs> to, they will spoil it. But you know, you have something like 1300 sales on your Etsy or something huge. And you know, one bad review isn't going to affect your, your, um, yeah, that, that is true. Um, but that, I don't know what it was. I was just having, no, I know a it's bad a bad feeling. Month. A, yeah. I was just having a bad month because I got two, one star review back to back and they uh, kind of, Oh, it, it, it hit my soul. Yeah. I was like, what? One of them, she literally said she didn't like the drawstring on the bag. What? I mean, okay. But people, people can look at that comment and realize that person is crazy too, too though. Yes, that is true. But then, <laughs> and then right now the way how Etsy's doing it, they're doing this star seller thing. Oh, which is another, they're making it more difficult for 
people like me that's trying to survive out here. Mm-hmm. The star seller thing is you ship on time. Um, uh, you yeah. make sure and you communicate it within 24 hours. I think it is. And you have to get all these five star reviews. And they started this about a month ago when exactly when I received my first two one-star reviews. So uh-huh. apparently I'm not a star seller because of that. So I'm hoping I can become a star seller this month. It doesn't look like it because not everybody leaves reviews. Right. So I have to get more, I guess, five-star reviews to kind of blow off the one-stars because right. they're still there. But not everybody leaves reviews. And I'm like, I'm not about to go around emailing these people to get reviews, Etsy. I'm sorry. I'm just not. I'm going to have to not be your star seller. You know, <laughs> I'll survive. I know. That's one of the most but, frustrating things about having to deal with. Um, I mean, uh, all yes. of it. this is very much the admin business stuff that I'm talking about that gets every, gets artists bogged down. Um, because to be able to communicate, it's like you need an assistant for all of this stuff. Right. And that's what I'm, I'm that everything. I am the person that makes these things that lists them to take pictures. And now I have to make videos. Oh, I know. That's a whole nother level right there. I'm like, Instagram, you are killing me. I I do not make videos. And then now they're telling me, oh, it's best if you take pictures with you and them. I'm like, I'm like, why am I, I'm not selling, I'm selling this, not me. Can we just focus on this? (laughs) But it's, it's, it's all crazy. And it's like, every time I manage to kind of, uh, catch up to something, something new comes and knocks me back about 10 feet. And I'm like, it, it, I, y'all are killing me. Y'all are killing me right now. (laughs) I hear you. It is a constant struggle. Yes. Um, so right now with, uh, with how you're selling on Etsy, are you doing custom, you're taking custom orders and also just selling, uh, ready-made pieces? Yes. Okay. So, um, my custom orders has been picking up. I, I kind of always have a custom order, but I'm the type of person where, um, I don't like to have, not that I don't want to receive a custom order. I just don't want my custom orders to sit and build up. So as mm-hmm. soon as I get one, I make it and get it out of the way. I guess I'm kind of bad at that. I I like it, certain stuff to be in certain, you know, everything in order, I guess. So um, a lot of people tell me that I'm macrame fast, but if I have to stay up a whole day to get something out, I will. And then because I'm so focused on what I'm doing, it's kind of like, I for, kind of forget, Oh, you know, you didn't eat and you need to go sleep. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so. Self-care woman. Self-care. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which so, is basically uh, just staying alive for people who are, who yeah. are fiber artists, <laughs> yeah. just barely, yeah. barely getting by. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I know. How, so how long does it take you to do like, for example, um, the turtle behind you? Look at your place. This is so beautiful. The, the turtle behind me, he would take a day to make. A day, like a full. I can see that's a difficult part. Like, um, my day usually comes with okay, I gotta wake up, um, I gotta get breakfast, then I come in here, I situate myself, then I come in here and I start doing something, and then about two hours later, somebody needs something, so I gotta so it's kinda hard to say exactly how much hours it takes to do it because um mom and wife and, and macrame and all yes. at once. So, I hear you. I just usually would say it would take a day because I would start like in the morning time and by night it would be complete. Now, if I didn't have to do anything else, but just that, it would probably get done in 
probably about eight hours or so, or maybe less. It all depends. Yeah, that's, um, that's pretty fast. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Your pieces have so much, like, they have so much detail in them. It's very impressive. Yeah, well, okay, let's say now, like, uh, the rooster. The rooster takes about two days to make because he has a lot of detail when it comes down to like the face area. Now mm-hmm. to make the whole body of it with the wings and the little legs and everything, that would be a day. And then to make all of the details to make him look, I guess, a little more realistic would be an extra. So it all depends on see like that turtle is not as realistic as I've made one that is really, really realistic. Now he took about four days to make. Mm-hmm. So it all depends on how much detail I'm putting on it, that it's going to be, I guess it takes more time. Right. Right. Um, do you have a favorite piece that you can? Uh, that's kind of hard, but I would say right now, my most favorite piece would be the new jellyfish piece that I made. Like I look at it and I'm like, Oh my God, you're so pretty. I just want to keep you in my house. But I'm like, oh, okay. You're too much work. You're too much work. So I have to sell you. <laughs> do you have it in, uh, in your space right now? I do. Can like, I, see I would it? have to. You have to excuse all the mess around, but it's right here. (gasps) Oh, yes. So beautiful. I love it. And I'm in a tiny, tiny, tiny little space, so everything has to be, yeah. Oh, you're very organized. I'm so impressed. It has to be organized. It has to be because... Oh, my gosh. If it's not organized, then I won't be able to get in here. I'm in like, uh, I would say about 12 to 15. This is supposed to be our guest bedroom. Yeah. And then we're supposed to be making, I'm supposed to be getting a little studio, but, um, with COVID that also slowed down because everything went sky high in prices. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to wait. I'm fine in here. I'm just going to wait until hopefully everything kind of, I guess, goes back to normal and then we'll go from there. But I'm going to, I guess, have my own little studio and this can finally be our guest bedroom like it was intended to be. But Mm -hmm. until then, I'm in here. (laughs) Nice. Um, You mentioned you do three shows a year. Yes. um, Which, are they local or? They are a local show. I've had, um, now, I guess I'm kind of getting out there a little more. I have a lot of people reaching out for me, like from different state and stuff that they want me to do them. I've even had them offer me to, go and do it. But I'm like, yeah, you see the problem with that is, is that I'm not going to be coming alone. (laughs) I'm the babysitter and everything else. And in order for that to happen, I have to have a babysitter for a couple days. Yeah. Yeah. That that would be crazy. So unfortunately now everything is local shows. Um, I've done a ton of them before, but they are so tiring. Yes. To go and to set, like set everything up, up and, and put a tent up and all yeah, that. Yeah. Yes. And then I had to do it by myself because if my husband tries to set something up, it's a disaster. And he's not delicate with things. He he's just great. looks at it like he tells everybody that, oh, no, my wife ties rope. <laughs> that's that's what he does. Yes, that's that's you my have to profession. Train him. train him to say that you are a fiber artist. I've tried. <laughs> I've tried. He is um, a country boy and I tie rope. Oh so my I'll God. just leave it there. <laughs> I'll leave it <laughs> so there. Funny. Yeah. yeah, that's what I do. He's like, but they're really nice. 
like she she can make animals out of the rope. <laughs> he tells his friends that, and then they come in here and they're like, "Are those binders?" He's like, "No, they're rope." This is such a typical <laughs> husband. Uh, husband yeah, husband yeah. Responds to things. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what he tells everybody that I tie rope. So yeah. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> um, so funny. Um, so you've been doing this now, I guess, so three years, three years, where would yes. you like your business to go? Like, what would you see? What would be, what would you like to see for it in the near future? What I would really, really love. And like, I've, I know for sure I'm going to work really hard to get there. I will one day. I'm just not sure when, but I would really love to start making more of large pieces to be, I guess, instead of making little bitty things, something huge and large to be displayed in, I guess, huge areas. Mm-hmm. I've had... Um, it's like full installations. Right. I've had um a art gallery reach out to me about a few months ago and I made some jellyfish for them and they're putting them in the glass box and everything and oh, cool. but I'm still waiting I guess they take a lot longer than um <laughs> than it because it's been it's been a few months now but they had to put them inside of the glass box and then they were going to a uh, um this art gallery is in Texas and then from there they were going to go to Florida to be installed and everything. So I guess, I guess the moving from one area to the next, to the mm-hmm. next, it kind of takes some time, but they were going to put them in a glass box. And I guess they had to figure out exactly how to put them in a glass box. Cause they wanted them to kind of look like they were floating up in the glass box oh, and then cool. they would be randomly hit. Yeah. I was like, that's going to be so cool, but I'm still waiting to get these pictures. Cause I'm like so excited. And I keep, um, texting the the lady that works on like, did you get pictures yet she's like i'm still waiting on pictures too they're taking forever i'm like no but so is it <laughs> i'm um, still waiting is it is the show up or the one where, well, where they're installing it in florida they were installed i don't know exactly where they were installing in florida but the art gallery in texas is called um dallas art and i know they were the ones that were going to put them inside of the glass box okay. and then they were going to send it to some art I, I, I don't really know where they didn't really weren't too specific. And I was too excited to even ask. I just, like, I was here, like, here the gallery. <laughs> yes, right. Like, art gallery, yes, I can definitely do these jellyfish for you guys. Oh, and that's awesome. I took forever doing them because I wanted to make sure that they were all perfect. So I was like, you know, this is going to scream. She made this. So if somebody else sees it, I have to make sure that it looks perfect like that. And I was like, I, they were like, Oh, do you want us to put the name on a box? I was like, I love for you to put the name in the box, but I'm gonna make sure and put my label on it too, just in case. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I had to make sure that they were like all, all perfect just in case. So hopefully fingers crossed it works and we go from there. But, um, so far I've pretty much, um, gotten the largest order I've actually gotten except for the art gallery it would be the um I don't know if you saw it it was like this really large ocean thing with the um they had jellyfish um it had an octopus and fish oh I saw it and, yeah it's yeah, beautiful except for yeah that, the, had, wider, the wider one I saw there's two yeah. there's one that's like um situated around a ring and then there's another one that's much bigger right. the much bigger one mm. I've made I've made um a couple of those already for different people. Oh, very nice. So yeah, those, those would be so far my largest pieces that I've made. Okay, great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, 
Have you ever submitted your work to Fiber Art Now? Because they have a yarn rope string um, call for artists right now. And what they do is, uh, it's a magazine here. I have you right here. I've never heard of this. Oh. Oh, shit. Uh oh. <laughs> anyway, I, I, uh, I juried one of their, um, one of their exhibitions. Can you see this? Uh, oh, it's a magazine. I've and, never heard of this. Yeah, I don't know why more people haven't, but yeah, fiber art now. And then they have, uh, like, um, I think they come out quarterly, the magazines, but they have different shows. Um, last year I did, I juried the yarn. It's, I think it's called yarn rope string. Sorry. It's been a while. And also my kids have made my brain dumb. Um, so I don't have a good memory. <laughs> that makes all of us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, uh, so it's basically, if you work with yarn rope or string, then you can submit images of your work and they can, they'll, you know, choose it. I mean, it, it may be chosen to be, uh, in the magazine and then, um, in an exhibition in a museum. Oh my God. That is so yeah, cool. So, they, so all the finalists, they put all those pieces up in a, you know, in a show, um, where I, I think it's at a different museum every time. So I think they do it once, right. once a year or twice a year. Um, but yeah, definitely look into that. I have to I'll, look into that. I'll I did not know about that. Yeah. I'll send you the information when we get off um, yes. the call or whatever, but, uh, there's that. And then, um, can I offer some unsolicited advice? Yes. Um, Cause I think your work is so beautiful and especially with the goal to do large installations um, it's so funny. The art, the fine art community does not view the craft community um, in the same light, right? So I know if you would like gallery work or um, installation work, I think for, I, it might just be your Instagram name, Tasha's Craft Creations. Right. It might just I be your Instagram I don't know if you use that as your shop I, name, but I would remove I that I got that a lot. I've even had somebody ask me, why would I use craft in what I do? Because craft is for children. Yeah, and and what not. I do is not. Right. It, see, I guess um, my definition of craft would be, you know, handmade things. But for a lot of people that don't do stuff like this, it doesn't. Crafts is just a little pastime, something you do, um, you know, gluing spaghetti noodles on a piece of paper, you yeah, know, yeah. Type, type thing. So I've had people ask me before that maybe I should just change the name to it. And, you know, then I guess people would look at it different. But Believe me, this is a better name than my first name. <laughs> this is the second. This is my second name. My first name was Kasha's Homemade Goodies. <laughs> Horrible name because it sounded like I made cookies or something. And I've had a lady walked up to me when I first had that little name, which when I first started and my little when I had my little wall hangings that they were horrible. And everybody was like, you should sell it. I was like, I'm definitely try. So I did a little craft show and I've had a lady walked up. She said, I'm looking for Kasha's homemade goodies. Then she walks in. She said, where's the cookies and cupcakes? I was like, there's no cookies oh, and cupcakes. She's so like, funny. oh, this is a cookie and cupcake name. I was like, she's so right. It does sound and like I changed goods. it. <laughs> I changed it. And then I was like, I have to make sure that it's something good. And then I was like, well, you know, I will be making crafts. 
handmade stuff. But mm-hmm. I've 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 been thinking about it a lot and usually everything like if you want to find me it's everything is Kasha's craft creation my Etsy my Facebook which I'm barely used um my Instagram my yeah. now TikTok um, Pinterest everything is Kasha's craft creation so it's I kind of look at it too that okay maybe um maybe to look at it and go okay she has craft but what she's doing is not crafty like mm-hmm. maybe that'll help change the name somehow I don't know but I've, I've had I've had people yeah. tell me that I mean I would just go with Kasha Pantillo or art by it's art by Kasha Pantillo or Kasha Pantillo right that's what, that's what I've had him tell me yeah right. um I mean at one at some point if you're and you can actually have your Etsy up, but also have a standalone website, like a Squarespace site or something like that, where you just right. have, where it looks super clean and just like your best work up and you just have it be your name, like casualcontillo.com. Right. Yeah. I've, I've been looking into that, um, but it's, it's like, oh my God, we got to keep up with so much different things. And I was yeah. like... I I actually went ahead. I purchased my domain and everything. I just have to get everything together to get that. Yeah. I mean, for now, even just put like your five biggest and most favorite pieces that you want to show. Like you wouldn't have to show every like little, like every kind of animal. Because I got a lot of little, little bitty things. (laughs) I would do the stuff that looks like, um, like it could eventually be an installation. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And those are yeah, really big, it's, like high resolution images and where it was like one per slide, like if it's a slideshow, just do like one per page or whatever. And then that could just right. live online and you don't even have to do anything with it. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's not something you'd have to update all the time, um, but just to have like a different kind of presence online. Um, I know I'm just adding things to your list, which is no, <laughs> go ahead. so I, annoying. Believe sure. me, my list, add it all on there, girl. <laughs> my list, I, I got a lot that I have on this list that I need to get done that somehow I always end up, the list never ends. It's like every I time know. I knock something off of my list, then it's like two or three more things get added onto the list. I don't know how that happens, but I it know. happens to me every time, <laughs> but but my list is a never ending thing, yeah. but I was definitely, I was actually, um, having a conversation with one of my followers. She, she does, um, I think she does punch needle mm-hmm. and she sent me a message cause she wanted to change her name on hers. And I was like, go for it girl. And, and I was like, you know, I really wanted to change my name too. She's like, no, your name is so lovely. You should ask like, you sure? I mean, it's Kasha's craft creation, you know? <laughs> I was like, maybe I was just going to knock off the craft creation and just do um, Kasha's art or something like that. Yeah. And she's like, no, she said, think about it. And I was like, I can't we'll just wait and think about it. She did change her name and everything. And she's got it, her name. And then she put like art to the end. And mm-hmm. I was like, it definitely, because what she had before was something in French mm. and and I was like, I don't know even how to pronounce it. Like, I wouldn't know how to pronounce it, but she did change it to a different name. And I was like, you know, I think it's best if you change it now before, you know, everything. Because for me, the whole Instagram thing kind of went really fast. Yeah. And, and um, it was kind of like I was still trying to learn everything about it. 
And I guess everybody started sharing it. And then I started to get gain a bunch of followers and stuff. So I was like, still, oh my God, this yeah. is crazy. And I was like, I've been having my Facebook page forever. And I just got, you know, I got like 800 followers on my Facebook page. <laughs> but, you know, I get older people like, do you have a Facebook? Because they don't have an Instagram. So it's good to have right, it. Right, it is, it is. And the best thing about it is when I post on Instagram, it automatically posts on my um, Facebook. Exactly. So that's the best part about it. And I go in every now and then, like if I get a little, message notification or something like that but um well it's listen, yeah, the, it's not too late to change the name and you don't have to change it everywhere right. i would say like instagram and then when you put up your standalone website like those two things as long as you have those that represent right. like a more sort of elevated version and i'm not shitting on craft i think craft is great but i think if, you, if no, your goal I get what is you're saying, to do though. museum work or um gallery work then 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 i feel like you might want to take it out <laughs> Right. Yeah. But I've, I've been thinking about it for like, uh, really. And I was like, you're really going to change your name again. Yeah. yeah I really mean, again. I think it's fine. <laughs> I think it, now it's either, I feel like, uh, you know, it's better to do it now than Right. right. And I noticed only, too, I follow, bigger, I follow so. Tamar and I was like, if Tamar can do it, and she had like way more followers than yeah. I do, then I can do it too. <laughs> Plus, we're talking about it on this podcast. And so at <laughs> least, I don't know, approximately, I don't three, and 4,000 people will know that you're changing it. So <laughs> eventually, right, I don't say right. you're tomorrow, <laughs> but you know, just people keep your eyes open for a ch- right. change. Remember in the y'all, I might be changing my name. Y'all can still find me. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I've been thinking about it for a, quite a bit too. And I was like, yeah, oh my God, that means I have to change everything. I got to do business cards, which I was thinking because I did when I did order like my little business card and my little posters and all that, they all have that name on it. And I'm kind of close to running out. So I was like, I'm oh, going to run see, out of those before. Right? I would <laughs> I do like, that before me, you have to reorder. Right. I was yeah. like, let me run out a little bit more on these before I go ahead and order some more. <laughs> I started to get in the habit too, instead of um like on my business card and stuff, instead of putting, you know, Cautious Craft Creation, just putting my name and everything on there too. It's like, you know, because I've changed the name before. So I was like, you know, that, then I had to get rid of all of those that I already paid for. So I kind of got in the habit of just doing the name and everything on there and just put art, whatever, so that they can know, even though half of the, you know, the business cards you give out, nobody's going to actually give me a call on but them. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I know. That's so funny. We were, my husband and I were just talking about I would like, cause, uh, my last name's boxer, but it's spelled B O K S E R. And everybody says Bosker or I've heard Boker. Like people just don't read. So I was like, yeah. why can't we just change it to an X? I'm like, he's like, I know I wanted to ever since I was little like da, da, da. But he goes, but now we would have to change. I mean, we would have to change like, you know, mortgage, everything, and deed, not just right. like your license. It's, everything, everything. Yeah. so I was like no you're well, right just yeah it. I just I've learned to live with it I've actually had people call me Tasha sometimes I go to like um a doctor's appointment and they say Keisha so oh, like, she's yeah. right here so, you know <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've gone to because I'm like how do you get that wrong it's K-A-S-H-A. I know. It's that's phonetic. it yeah that's it girl come on you can do this but you know I've, I've learned to just I've learned to just roll with the flow. And they're like, oh my God, I pronounced your name wrong. It's okay. I know you meant me. I know I was the only Keisha in the room. You know, (laughs) we're good. (laughs) But I've had them call, I've even had them call me Sasha. 
which made no sense. It's a K and an F. I know. But, you know, just don't read. Yeah. So I just go with it. I know. Um, gosh, well, I know I just went off on <laughs> all the ways that you should change your business. I'm sorry. I hope it wasn't like, no, I hope no, you did not. Because, I you know, motivating. I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad you brought that up though, because it's been something that's been there. But mm-hmm. then I was like, I feel like to do it now would be so, I don't know, just, I don't know, like kind of like, should I do it? I yes. want to do it, but should I do it? And then now that you're bringing it, I'm like, you know, maybe she's right. You need to, she, this is a sign. You need to get it together and do it now. Yes. You know, <laughs> I think it is a sign because I, you and I have never talked about this and exactly. we've never talked in general. So <laughs> right, I've yeah. only talked to one person about changing my name. And usually when I go like to my husband, he just go, yeah, babe, whatever you want. I'm like, ah, oh, that's not what I'm looking for. I mean, yes, but that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah. Know? So I mean, simple, just, simple is best fiber art by Kasha Kantio or just art by Kasha Kantio or just your name Kasha Kantio I think is right. am I saying that right by the way am I is it is Kasha it, Cantillo oh Cantillo uh-huh. I thought it was going to be Spanish um with no the, my husband is Italian oh yes <laughs> he's oh, Italian god you didn't even correct me now I feel like a fool no Cantillo. see you see what I mean I just go with the full girl <laughs> <laughs> okay. After all of that, saying people can't read, I totally just assumed it was Spanish last name. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no, you're you're good. Believe me, you're oh, good. I've, I've gotten worse. I've, I can, it doesn't really matter. I don't okay, I tell them. Well, now when I introduce you in the beginning, I will get it right. There you Fuck go. A. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, it is now um, getting pretty late. So yes, I, I, can, say, I can tell you get in there. <laughs> You're up with a night owl. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only time that they wouldn't be in here climbing up on walls. Believe I me, I had to do it when they were out. So. I know. I put my kids to bed and I was like, don't say anything. Like, cause they, they scream like for another 30 minutes, they're like, throwing balls in the room and like yeah. um, hopping off the bunk beds and you can hear them bang. I'm like, listen, I have a podcast. You guys have very, very <laughs> quiet. Um, so they did, they did all right. Um, anyway, yeah. Kasha, thank you so much for um, speaking with me. I was, I'm so happy that I got to uh, get to know you more because I haven't really on Instagram much at all. So um, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was, this was actually pretty fun. I was kind of nervous at the beginning, but it was, it was pretty nice. I did good. You did. You did very good. (laughs) Thank you for opening up and, you know, um, you know, talking about your dad and all this kind of thing. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's so so wonderful to get to know you more and I'm excited to see what you do in the future. Yes. Fingers crossed. And you will, you'll see that name getting a little mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I really hope that I've planted some seeds in there for you did for more you did. I, I really seeds. appreciate it yeah <laughs> all right thanks Kasha check the show notes of each episode to get the website and Instagram for each of the fiber artists I speak with be sure to give them a follow and you can view video from this podcast on neuromastudio.com slash the fiber artist podcast if you enjoy the Fiber Artist Podcast, go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.